0: Welcome to Music Made Me, the TuneCore podcast. I'm John Sierra Reineker, your host on today's episode, and I'll be chatting with DJ Era and DJ Sense. Hey, guys. What's up? Yo. (laughs) I said DJ Aaron, DJ Sense, and I'm looking at it from different perspectives, but you can't see that, so that's okay. (laughs) (laughs) So thank you guys so much for joining us. I'm super, super excited. Um, We're going to be talking about on our In The Mix, the art and culture of the DJ, just talking about their respective roles as DJ and the culture of it all and just getting into some really great things. So let's just go ahead and dive right in. <laughs> All right, so looking at your career to date, what would you guys say is the biggest challenge you faced as a DJ?
1: Wow. That's and I'll,
0: I'm going to start with you, Seth. Deep Sense.
1: question. <laughs> here. You got that, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> biggest challenge? The
0: biggest challenge you faced as a DJ.
1: Um, the biggest challenge you faced as a DJ. Boy, that is a big oh, question ready? because yeah. it's not like it's <laughs> one challenge. Yeah. There are multiple challenges. Um, I think the biggest challenge, there's different phases of life when it comes to challenges though. Like cause when when you first starting off as a DJ, you just want to get in the club. So when I was 21, when I was 20, 19, that was a big challenge. Yeah. Do you you talk you want me to give you the question like the biggest overall one? Or the-
0: yeah, like when you think about your career just to date, looking at your entire career, what's the one challenge that kind of sticks out in your mind?
1: Um, I guess the one challenge that sticks in, in your mind would probably be people believing in your brand, um, getting people to understand that what you're bringing to the table is dope um, and the grind of that process. Um, because a lot of times when you're selling yourself and you're trying to like get people to notice whatever it is. because being a DJ, you're an entrepreneur. You're a brand, so you're always trying to like. I, I talk to Era every. We talk almost every day. That's funny that we're doing this show <laughs> for real. We talk business almost every almost every day. Pretty much. And, and, so <laughs> it's funny that it's ironic that we're doing this show. So we're always coming up with what can we do next. Like he's always telling me what he's working on. I'm always telling him what I'm working on, and we share ideas. You know, and the 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 beauty about what me and him do is that um, we help each other. We look out for each other, you know? Um, he always come look at, act, act like I'm like this OG to him or something. like. I, we'll get into that <laughs> later.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, I look
1: at him like, bro, you just my, you my man. Like it ain't even, but anyway, but the whole point I'm trying to get into is the biggest challenge is when you decide that this this project or this chapter of what you're going to do in your career is convincing certain, who you think you need to convince to be able to get get to the next chapter like I get, okay like when we started doing mixtapes when we first started doing mixtapes um coming from northeast coming from Philly with me and my crew the affiliates at that time nobody was into that what we were trying to do we were into um Having southern artists, new southern artists, ex- show them that they were lyrical because the stereotype at that time was that southern music was like just party music, and East Coast music was the lyrical side of it. And like you know, we grew up studying who kid, well, who kid, DJ Clue, um, uh, Funkmaster Flex, Kid Capri, all of those kind of uh, mixtapes that. They were putting on the 50 Cent of the world, the Biggies, you know, everything that was going on at the time. So we wanted to take that same energy and do it with southern artists that were coming up at that time. And there were artists that were lyrical and had something to say, like Andre said at the awards. Yeah, the South got something to say instead of it just being bass music or party music or dance music. It was more depth. It was more in depth. It was more in depth than that. So the challenge was. <laughs> Convincing mixtape stores, uh, you know, um buyers, things of that nature, that this tape was dope. And then when we would go to these stores and go to these companies and, you know, try to do business, like it was a lot of no's. It was like, don't nobody do that. So the biggest challenge is that knowing that you got something dope, that you have bring it, that you bring something dope to the table, and then sometimes convincing minds that they have to that they're, that they're open to doing something different that's ahead of the curve, and then look what happened. Yeah. I've always faced that challenge. That's why I call my name trendsetter because I'm always trying to do something that nobody has ever
2: thought of before.
0: Yeah, Errol, what about you? What has been your greatest challenge as a DJ?
2: I would say getting the respect you deserve, yeah, the respect you deserve as a DJ, whether that be your pay on a gig, whether that be the label, or even the artist acknowledging you as a core backbone to your success. Right. And a lot of times, we break the artist, and the artist takes off, and then forget all about, little little DJ era and that sense. It's like, you weren't saying that when you had 30 people at your show. That's a constant problem. That's, that's a and constant And we was the, the only ones there <laughs> rocking with you, but... You know, unfortunately, that's the pattern today. Every blue moon, somebody stays legit. But for the most part, once they take off, you don't probably ever hear from them again. Um, As far as your, uh, like you said, appreciating what you bring to the table, knowing your value, and a lot of times in the clubs and promoters and, you know, Different people you work with, they might not agree. As far as even with rates and what you charge, and they might think that's crazy. And then, you know, there's always an up and coming guy gonna undercut you for half of that. Like you just said, since was charging fifty bucks, you know what I'm saying? Trying to get their feet in the door, any anyway. Yeah, but that was that but, was when I was like right, sixteen, but, <laughs> right. So you come today, where we're uh, we're both very established and there's there's always a, a young college kid trying to because at this point the challenge is nobody cares how good you DJ. At the end of the day, you're just playing the same songs. So whether it's Transetter or me scratching and blending and making this crazy movie, nobody cares anymore. Because now just play the top Thirty records and it doesn't matter. And why pay y'all when I could pay the young college student for fifty bucks who's gonna play the same thing? Yeah. So then it's like the value is is <clears throat> unappreciated. So right. it goes back yeah. to your respect thing.
0: Yeah, and I want to kind of talk about that piece a little bit because you know I personally and professionally have a lot of respect for D- a lot of respect for DJs, and I feel like DJs sometimes kind of at the, the the lower end of the totem pole in the industry. I don't think that DJs get enough respect. And I was uh reading a few articles in preparation for this interview and one of the articles I was reading was saying how for for such a long time there's been an argument in terms of like DJs being artists. And this is what I kind of talked about a little earlier with sense like do you feel undervalued in this music industry? Do you feel like your artist in your own right, and she be given the same respect as an actual artist.
2: Well, we're for sure at the bottom of the food chain, but that goes beyond. just de- That just comes with time and technology. For example, the DJ has always been the A&R, the one that presents you the new music, the ones that comes with the exclusives, and you can't hear it nowhere until the DJ plays it. Today, that doesn't exist. We can go on Spotify and Tidal and Apple Music and, you know... It's there like that. The blogs, there's no more like, remember where you heard it first, I broke this, hmm. and I'm the first person to play this. No, you weren't. Because as soon as that that Apple Music dropped at midnight tonight, <laughs> that shit is it's out of here. Right. So the DJ no longer has that platform. Look at mixtapes. They don't exist. Yeah. Nobody does tapes anymore. For what? Why would I give you a free mixtape for one of these random blogs when I could get paid to put out the EP on Apple Music and stream it? There's no point in I want you to host my mixtape and break it. Unless you just do it for fun, like Wayne and the classic, you know, dedications and the the Trapper Dies and the, the classics, but, you know, Rhythm and Streets, but, like, you don't need it. You don't. You don't need a tape. Nobody's paying for mixtapes anymore. Um, this is a whole other hustle gone for the DJ. And some there's some DJs that are strictly mixtape DJs and only mixtape DJs. So some of them are out of job in that field, in which you have to readjust your your craft in another direction to readjust with the times. Maybe I need to instead of do a mixtape, maybe do playlists and get your playlist popping on these different digital platforms, and maybe that's the new wave. But, I mean, yeah. Yeah. He just said a lot. Um,
1: It's funny that he brought up the streaming component because coming from a crew that was regarded as one of the biggest mixtape DJs coming out of the Southeast, I mean around the world at this point, the streaming game was a blessing and a curse to somebody like us, but if you you gotta be smart about it. So the blessing side is you just have to evolve and become a part of that side of the game. You can't be that component because technology advanced. And the mix like like Errol was saying, the mixtape has started to become almost extinct. So, but as a DJ, you have to become an entrepreneur yourself and and smarten up and come up with ways like what he's saying with the playlist like myself I, I I produce my own records um, and I produce records with artists I consult do the same kind of things you take every all the skill set that you developed as a DJ and you just take it to a higher level going back to your original question about the DJ um not getting the, the respect level yeah they are regarded as, as in in the hip hop genre um a lot of the major a lot of DJs are looked at as the lowest on the totem pole when it comes to the creative process, but you just have, that doesn't mean that you have to acknowledge it. You have to kind of just put yourself in position to build it up and utilize the challenge to make something better of it. Um, I, when I was on tour with Lil John for two years, and we'll get into that because I know that's how he got <laughs> into the game. <laughs> um, he exposed me to a whole different side of the game. He comes from hip hop too. He told me he was like, learn this how music and how the DJ works more than just in the hip hop genre. And it's funny because the foundation of a lot of the music is still hip hop. Um, the EDMs and all that it all comes from African music and 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 South America and Caribbean styles. All it all generates everything, but. Um, my whole point is, is when I was in the international world, the DJ is the biggest thing going, yeah. you know, um, in the hip hop world, there's a select few that are chosen. When I was in, when I move around in the, in the international world, the DJ is mm. just as big as the artists and mm. they're making money on shows just as big. Or even bigger. And even, uh, I know C-list DJs that are making great money, like a a B-list artist. So I feel like the responsibility has to be taken for itself in the hip-hop genre. Because I'm seeing what's going on internationally and how DJs are regarded on that side. And then I'm like, well, what do we need to do? Because I'm coming from my foundation, which is always going to be hip-hop, it's like, what do we need to do? What's the responsibility that we need to take as DJs on that side? Yeah, we see the issue going on, but who's going to do anything about it? So that's just my point of view with that. There's things, you, you can rise above it. And it's funny, going back to what Arrow was saying, like I can give you a prime example of an artist that made sure the DJ that was rocking with him, he bossed him up. And that's 2 Chains and DJ Techniques, who's now Street X tech. He was the DJ that was rocking with 2 Chains the whole time when nobody was like really paying attention. Like I remember a time when 2 Chains when he was Titty Boy, and I'm pretty sure y'all know this too, when he was just doing the mixtape thing and it was cool, but he wasn't red hot. Techniques stuck, stuck with him the whole time. Now he's his business partner. That's how you boss yeah. up. I'm just giving you a prime example. Yeah. So the responsibility does have to come from the artist. Um, and, and 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 you know that 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 understanding just like I, <laughs> there's a lot of artists that you know and I you get a lot of you get oh you changed my life you know and I'm not even out here like that my whole point is spread this message is not I ain't upset about it because I'm bossed up on what I do you know but the truth is the truth some artists forget about what they you know because it, it's easy all you gotta do is say something or do something you know if you want that same magic again we could keep that same magic going yeah. you know.
0: So let's look at DJing from a a technical or technological uh, aspect. With thinking about the history of DJing and the evolution or its evolution, you know, when it first started out nearly 50 years ago, it was all about the turntables. And now we're on controllers and stuff like that. Do you feel like the shift in technology has devalued the actual art of DJing?
1: I thought about that at first when it st- first started happening, I got a I got a little nervous. And it's funny, I did a panel last week, actually when I bumped into you in yeah. it. And they um they people were like kind of scared about like all oh, the hologram DJ. I was like, "What? You
0: do remember that question?" Yeah.
1: <laughs> <clears throat> when I when it first started and you're not fully educated in it, you get a little you like, "Oh, what's this going on? Is it going to be like how now you could do self-checkout?" At supermarkets and there's not a many supermarket employees. But then when I started looking at it, I was like, I the technology is just the technology. You just have to, you you just have to make yourself valuable within the technology. The technology is just software and the programs. You there's no there's no way you can robotically create a hit record. That's not gonna happen. There's no way you can robotically find the next hot artist. There's no way you can robotically Give that organic energy to rock a show or rock a party. So then that, vo- that, that it's always going to be there. So then I personally think as long as you on your A game and you stay on top of your A game, then I don't think you're going to have anything to worry about. You just have to advance yourself within the technology to help your craft.
2: Yeah, I'm the opposite, I'm <laughs> sure.
0: but I,
1: I have—I—I I, I guess I'm the optimistic one right. all the time. I'm, yeah, I'm the half much. full but guy. I love this—the this balance. A, this is—and this is why this is my man.
2: Everybody who knows me knows I hate that shit, <laughs> and I—and I have debates with DJs all the time, and it's call me the old school Joe Button. Like I, just, <laughs> it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? Here's my thing. <laughs> Like you say, if you stay on your A-game and blah, blah, you cool. <laughs> Here's the thing. They don't be on the A-game because you no longer need to be on your A-game with the way technology is today. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of DJ, quote unquote DJ, people that have a name that put those two letters in front of them that they don't really have a right to put that those two letters in front of their name because they're not really a DJ. Because... Here's the thing, if I started on vinyl, which I did, pre-Serato, no laptop, that means I could DJ on vinyl, I could DJ on 45s, I could DJ with the goddamn cassette tape, uh, the old school shit, uh, CDs, a laptop, a controller, a CDJ, whatever it is, it doesn't matter to me because I started on the original. Once you're on the original, everything else is a trickle down from the original. Now, if you come backwards from controller on down, you can't do that. So my thing is, how do you call yourself a DJ if you can't even master the original art of the DJ? Because there's a lot of people, if I take that hot cue away from you, you you're going to freeze. If I close that laptop... You're not gonna know what to do. If I don't let me take the Serato away, you really not gonna know what to do. But you proving my point though, Eric. Right. But you said if they on the A game, they can still live with the new technology and still learn the art of the rest of the shit. Yeah, so basically But so they don't do that. Yeah, then you get exposed. But they're not getting exposed. It's getting accepted because it's coming up more and, and more and more.
1: You tour around the world. You one of the biggest tour DJs around the world. I, and I, can a button, button pusher do what you do? Can you, can a button pusher get a state? I've seen this man get a whole stadium hype and rock with a list, rock a list artists in in stadiums around the world. A button pusher can't do that. A button pusher but cannot his, do that. It, but it, they'll get by, and then it'll be questioned. They'll get by, it'll be questioned, and they'll I've get seen, replaced. I've they'll seen get, it done with those Doctor Seuss and what and happens? Tarzara what C. happens? Goodman. Why do you constantly stay on tour yeah. and on the road and in position? Yeah. And why does somebody you like? What
2: happened?
1: You answering the
2: question. I've answering well, the question. I I have seen <laughs> major festivals with. Big name artists who got these rinky dink setups and are considered to be killing it, and as an actual DJ, I can't appreciate that.
0: But how do you know? Do you okay? Let's context. Do you know that they don't, or that they only specialize using that equipment, meaning that they don't have training? Well, on the forty five, you can and hear it. Yeah, you okay, can, you you'll can hear know. It.
2: Okay. Okay. Because there's no. some people that say like like uh, if I got a controller today I'd get it because it's convenient and I don't feel like I got packing controller. all the We it. don't have
0: to talk about <laughs> <Yeah>. this offline. <laughs> yeah, like,
2: like there's some who's I just did it because it's convenient I ain't got to carry all that shit it's easier I just plug and go boom and it's just less stress. Right. Perfect. And then there's some people that say well that's all I know how to do. Those are the ones that but those are the I ones. guess, and it's a okay. lot of those. Like, it's getting more and more about but the. But What's day.
0: wrong with taking advantage of technology? Nothing wrong
2: with it. Just know your root.
0: So okay, if you don't so, know
2: your root, it's just like living in a like a black person in America and not knowing past America. You know nothing about Africa. Right. That was now, a good. I like well, okay. All right.
0: Okay, but let's okay. <laughs> you, like,
2: if you don't know that we come from Africa and all you know is L.A. because. You was born in LA and that's where it started. You'd be surprised So you you're, And that's the problem. <laughs> so, your
0: perspective is that you want these. I want DJs. you to go back to
2: Africa and learn your roots. Okay. And if you don't learn your roots, I can't respect well, that's the, you. That's the but, but
0: why do you have to learn the root? Can you. Oh, hold let, wait, now. let come me on, I'm what? Hold on, Wait, yet. let me finish. Uh, where are you let going me with finish. this? One? Let, me finish. <laughs> let me finish. You don't want to study? Because I'm hosting the podcast. <laughs> 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 no, seriously. Okay. What, can a DJ, let's say a new DJ starting out, they're like, okay, I'm going to get the controller. It's just easier to move. It's just, it's more simplistic. Cool. But I do want to learn about the history of DJing, but I don't necessarily want to spin that way. Is that still a problem? Like no. I can know the history. I can, no, I'm I can not, respect I'm it. I'm not
2: talking about like the, the history of like, this is the founder of DJing in 1980s. I mean, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. I'm talking about if I close this Serato... And I take a record and a record with no nothing, can you blend these two together? Yes. Okay,
0: I see. I see what you're saying. Do
2: you know how to physically DJ? Because you can't be a DJ if you can't DJ. Mm -hmm.
0: Got it. Okay. And see that, see, this ties into another question I have, which is so if you never scratched on 45s, if you never done, you know, you have no type of like skill and turntableism, does that make you not a DJ? To me, no. But, to you, no. I mean, since
2: I, <laughs> if you are never, you
0: not a DJ, if you how, don't how have can skills, you call and,
2: yourself a DJ if you don't know how to use the forms of DJ, like. As I say, I play basketball, but I've never used a basket and a hoop.
0: That's a completely different How? analogy. How? That's different because you only have that, one method to and play you a ball. you only have one method no, to DJ and a turntable and a mixer. To not today. Okay, perfect example. If I dunk
2: <laughs> with a tennis ball, do you get the respect? That's of not dunk the
0: same analogy. A ball it's in the
2: hoop. A ball in the hoop.
0: I've said what I
2: said. If I dunk <laughs> with a, a baseball. Or if I shoot a three-pointer with a baseball, are you going to give me the same res- And, and I, I tell you, I hoop. Because I hit a three-pointer with a baseball. It's a ball and a hoop. The concept is there. Do you respect it? No, because you're not a real hooper because you play basketball with a basket. You don't play a basket with a tennis cor- a tennis ball or a volleyball. You play with a basketball. Okay. So in the DJ world, it's two turntables and a mixer. Yes. The basketball and the hoop would be the vinyl and the mixer, but you can use the tennis ball or the baseball, which would be the CDJ or the controller. The point is if you're balling and you're a true hooper, it doesn't matter what ball you use, I'm going to get that motherfucker in the basket either way.
1: Okay. The only thing I'm going to say about that is it's not – see, when we first started DJing, that's all we had. Now you have a lot more – it's not as accessible as it once was, the normal technique – vinyl situation, it's technology is here, we're in 2020, True. so if you still understand the basic skill sets of being a DJ, but you happen to have learned on a Pioneer, I'm not gonna hold that against you. No,
2: not No, not that, but okay, so real quick, not to get into detail, there was a feature in Serato, if you don't know what Serato is, it's the program that DJs use to DJ on their laptops. There was a feature that changed the game, and it matched the tempo for you within sync. the program. Yeah. You talking about sync? Correct. Yeah. That's kind of the day the division began. Because, <laughs> because now, you don't have to mix no more. Right.
0: Not necessarily. No, I no, don't no,
2: agree no, with no, that. No, I still have listen. to mix. No, though. you listen, listen. Sync ain't all that. There, no. <laughs> Serato came out with a feature called auto sync. They did it for you. They literally said... This song is 87, and right now this song is 73. But you can still train And you sit here and you 83. Like, <laughs> okay, it's 83. 83. Okay, the work is done. Push play and boom. But your timing you, still got to be on point.
0: Why? It's uh, still
2: the hard work part your, is done. Your, post-ups, your post-ups. The you hard know what's so part funny? is done.
1: I, I'm with you because we you know what's so funny is because, because I learned on wax, I still... Who will mix a record like it's still wax. And I and right. I use I use all the future, right. all the stuff that's out now. Yeah, so, so I ain't gonna lie, man. Sometimes I
2: hit that sync button, bro. I ain't gonna <laughs> lie to you. I See what I'm talking about? I, I know what how, how to do, do it, but I know how to do it. Exactly though. because you know how to do it. You are some people, there are, people, there are <laughs> not even some people, a I lot of There are a lot of so-called <laughs> DJs who only know the sync button. And if I take that but sync you, button away, you're you're oh, yeah. done.
1: Right. The sync button is not that <laughs> detrimental to me. Cause all you gotta do is is match your BPMs up. But just imagine when you have vinyl, you didn't even you didn't, exactly. you didn't even know your BPMs. It was you had all to emotional. Out. It right. was all emotional. So now if
2: you're a new cat, if you're a new DJ and you're on a controller, cool, do your thing. But use the controller without the sync button. Right. Use the controllers without the hot cue. Show- some of you know how to really do it and then, all right, you get a pass, you could you could do it because I know you could really do it with or without. There are some people, a lot of people who can only do it with right. and think they could still be given the credit of a DJ and I personally can't rock with that.
0: So just to clarify, in looking at legendary status as a DJ, in your opinion, Era, a legendary DJ definitely has mastered... All types of DJing, from turntablism, yes, definitely. definitely. Okay, Je- so without definitely mastering Jeff turntablism, do anything he wants, okay, he can Just make it sure he can close <laughs> his
2: eyes backwards with a controller of CDJ. Uh, I've seen him do the two iPads. Remember, the, remember the two digital iPad turntables? <laughs> he can do it all,
0: right?
2: So it's like you know, okay, you need to do it all just backwards.
0: Got it. And for you, sense, how do you define being legendary as a DJ? What makes a legendary DJ?
1: Uh exactly what you said. I mean, I put Jazzy Jeff in that category. It's a lot of DJs. I mean, Jazzy Jeff is like Michael Jordan to me. Yeah, he's a goat. Yeah. Um and he can do all those things. Let's just use him as an example. He 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 comes from the battle. He he can he comes from the, the, the turntableism. He's the master at that. He was Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. He was part of a rap group, tour DJ, a, a big, the biggest <laughs> tour DJ. He a, kills a party, a show, and, yeah. and um and he he travels worldwide. He does everything. He is the yeah, dream merch, of what a DJ or what you're trying to do as a DJ. He he has all the sponsorship from all the Corporate. DJ technology, the Sorados and all that. They he gets all those endorsements. He, you just, all, you, all you, have to do is say the legendary DJ just put his picture up there, Jazzy Joe.
0: <laughs> I'm keeping it real with you. Nah, I'm just saying. Okay, so let's shift gears a little bit and go back to uh, DJs in relation to you know, of course, obviously the music culture. So I know earlier you were saying, um, error, you know, DJs are no longer A and R's really. You know what I mean? That's kind of been removed. So with that being said, you know, why are DJs so still important to the music culture?
2: Well, this sort the air and to the streets, for sure, because they're still the ones to play them in the club, to introduce to the people. But when you talk politics and all of that, to me at least, that's where the label comes in and we're not really needed anymore. But as far as to the everyday common person who goes to the club on Friday night, if you want to hear your song in the club, it's still going to come through the DJ. So we still have a say, it's just not the, yo, this new, (laughs) (laughs) oh, excuse me. Nah, but it's like, you're no longer that person to be like, this new shit. You know how Funk Flex would bring the bomb 20 times and bring it back and premiere this world, brand new record to the world? Those days are kind of, I mean, you could do it, but it's not like, I played it first here and I'm the only person in the world with this record and because same thing you're doing in New York, so and so in LA doing <laughs> it the same thing and we're in Atlanta. That doing used to be it. fun. Yeah, like those days are over with. You know what I'm saying? Everybody's premiering it in their region at the same time and probably there's if you're on the radio, there's two or three stations in that city and all three of your stations are all saying the same thing. Remember what you heard it first and I know in Atlanta there's like four or five urban stations and they all swear they broke the record. <laughs> and it's, it's not really, them days are over with. But you can still, when you when you go back to the, the DJ being the artist and how Trinceta was saying elevating to that next level, that's where the Khaled's come in, where you start mm. producing records and Khaled, AR's. He projects. just won a Grammy. Yeah. <laughs> when you talk about AR, we're talking about. I have a beat, and I'm going to put artists on a record and make it a masterpiece. So that's the DJ still a and r just on a bigger scale. Because now, like you said, elevating with the times. Okay, I can't do this, so let me do this. I know all these different artists. I know all these different producers. Why not get with them and put something together and put it out as my own? And then that's when the DJ becomes the artist and then. You have DJ Khaled's, and right. you have, you know, that list goes
1: on and on and on. There's so many other things, too. Not only put out records for yourself, you could put out records for artists. Um, and then now, because you have so many platforms, you got TV and media. Like, Khaled just was the music supervisor for Bad Boys 3. Like, it's a lot of things people don't know about.
2: Um, right. Yeah, not, yeah, of Beyond look, now.
1: Um, one of my mentors, DJ Eddie F, who is, uh, you know, was Heavy D's producer and VP of ANR LaFace, He's um, a big music supervisor that super that it, it, scoring music supervisor in the television shows. There's a whole bunch going on, and they're
2: all DJs. Yeah, yeah. look at DJ Mustard. I mean, it, it was YG's DJ. Now nah, he's the producer and now nah, he got his own summers, artist, his own label. Yep. Roddy Ritz got the number one record. LMA. It's like you're still A, and but you just elevated with your craft and with the times. You know what's technology. funny about Mustard? <laughs> I bumped into Mustard one time. It was like one of the BET Hip
1: Hop Awards. And I was like, I didn't even know he knew who I was. I was like, Yo, Mustard, what's up, man? I'm trying to set his sense. He's like, man, I know who you are, man. Man, I, you the reason I do this. What? <laughs>
0: wow.
1: Bro, you must. <laughs>
0: Talking to me for it. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> yeah.
1: You just never know. You just never know.
0: So let's talk a little bit more about, you know, DJs and, a- and and them serving in the A&R capacity. And since I know you work a lot with artists. So for you, you know, what do you look for when you're scouting artists? Like, what are some of the things that catch your attention?
1: Um, energy is the first thing. Um... I would say energy. And then you just, I never, I don't like, like, you know, I get emails and phone calls and stuff about artists every day. And somebody's like, man, I got this. And then I look at it, all right, send me the IG or whatever. And it does just sound like everything else. And some of those artists may get a deal. You know, I never, I, I'm always, I always like people winning. I always like people elevating. So it, don't, it may not be for me, but I always like something that just sounds totally different. It hits, it's, it's something that goes right here. It's something that hits your spirit. And then when you're just around that person, you're around them, you're around their energy, you know? I could tell you a million stories about an artist that was just like trying to do something, trying to get on. I'll give you one story the Mitchell Power Summit, and we was in Puerto Rico just years ago. And I remember going to this one suite. And you know, like at the conferences, they got the little suites and stuff, and this dude, this this artist was begging DJs, begging DJs to play his stuff, and he was like, yo, I just need y'all, man, I just need y'all, please, man, I got this record, I'm looking at dude, I said, this dude gonna blow up, he gonna blow up, I feel his energy, right? We in the little bar area, nobody's talking to this man. Nobody's talking to this man. I'll never forget this day in the rest of my life because I actually feel like, because my spirit was like, you need to go up to him and be like, yo, you got a tour, DJ? I never did it. So that's something in the back of my hand that might have been a little regretful, (laughs) but I don't have no regrets. I'm looking. I said, dude gonna blow up. It was Kanye West. What? He was begging DJ. (laughs) This is when he was like producing for Jay-Z and all that. Nobody really knew who he was. It was around that time. And he was like, yo, I just need y'all to please, please, man, just play my record. It was through the wire. Wow. And, and it, you
0: don't have no regrets over that?
1: <laughs> well, I You just, do a little. Nah, None? it's just something you... I mean, I got a million stories like that. Not yeah, that every, I missed out, just... You
2: got, yeah, I just, mean, you got to realize, I, I know I get demos every 12 minutes, <laughs> literally. So if Kanye at the time came with that speech, I mean, you can't weed them all out. You literally get but, a demo every twelve to fifteen. But months. what I'm saying is his spirit. But yeah, that's yeah. I was
1: some I said, dude gonna blow up. When I first met Luda, I said, dude gonna blow up. I was an intern at 1079. And I was like the little the little young DJ, like that got the 3 a.m. Memorial Weekend uh oh, slot. <laughs> the weekend job yeah. overnight. And Luda <laughs> personally came up to me and was like, yo, sense, you DJ Sense, yo, I want you to play my record, man. And I'm like, you want me to play? Like, it's all right. these other big DJs on the station. Why are you personally? And he personally, I still got this vinyl to this day in my house. <laughs> and he personally put two DJ Sims from Luda, Good Looking Out, and put the vinyl in the DJ booth at 107. It was 97.5 back then. At 107.9, it was What's Your Fantasy? Independent. Oh, With the hard. orange label. I still got that.
2: That's hard.
1: I got plenty of stories like that. I told August Alcina he was gonna be the next Trey Songs. I told mm. Kay michelle she's going to be the next Keisha Cole.
0: How does, like, what would you say are the makings of a hit record? There's like, no when-
2: formula to that. You okay. Can, I've seen, I mean, a you hit is a hit. You just know it when you hear it. Yeah. There's no form. There's no, like... You just got to, and sometimes, which is what Sense was talking about, sometimes I'd be wrong,
0: because I'm not, I'm not
2: the, the master, goes, you know. What
0: yeah. was he wrong
1: about that I'll, was big? Oh. Oh, God. It's oh, it's one. Oh, it's one. I can't remember who was it. Oh, I don't want to put him out there, because I don't want to yeah, mess with him okay, name. <laughs> I'll get the tea
2: after there's this. There's a lot of people, out like, nah, and then they'd be like, damn, that shit took off. But no, uh, Normally how it works, if I say that shit trash, I'll go out. And I'll go to the club, not DJing, just catch a vibe and see if anybody else is playing the record. I'm like, oh, I ain't anyway, playing this shit. I was right. Then a lot of times, <laughs> I'll DJ and a chick will come request a record. And I was like, that's that shit so-and-so was just telling me about. And then I'll DJ tomorrow and be like, yo... You got that? I'm like, damn, this is second motherfucker that came to me about this shit. <laughs> then I went, I go out the next day. Then I see it, and I was like, damn, they really fucking with this shit. <laughs> and then I gotta go back and be like, all right, touche. Because I, I tell you when I'm wrong, I'd be like, all right, I was wrong. This shit hit. <laughs> go ahead, send me the send me the pack, and I put it in rotation immediately. But no, yeah, that's if I am wrong, it probably would, a chick would probably have to tell me.
0: Definitely doing it the new school way, going through distribution, If you don't have
2: distribution, there's no conversation. I'm not about to YouTube you and look you up. Um, If I can't do-do-do-do-do and your shit pulls up, that tells me you're not on your shit right there. You're not even worth me searching anymore. If you don't have the decency to put your shit on, you could go to TuneCore. It's not rocket science. You don't need a deal. You don't even need a major distributor, like, like an empire. You could literally go to TuneCore and sign up right now and have an account in 10 minutes. Like It's not hard. So if you don't have the decency to do that, we ain't got nothing to talk about. What? And then it'd be stupid shit like, what's your email? And if, if you go on any DJ's Instagram page, there's a big booking Email information <laughs> right there. All you have to do is read. Right. If you uh, that that like I get the daily from artists. What's your email? I wanna see you this new shit. Well you don't have to ask me if you just look at this right. profile right, <laughs> right. here and it says DJ Arrow at Gmail dot com it's right in your face.
0: And I just want to piggyback off of that because that's actually a pet peeve of mine. Yeah. When people get into my DMs, which, by the way, I despise DMs in, on every platform. Right. Um, I only reach out if I cannot find your contact info. Like, it's my last resort. But regardless, I don't like to be DM'd. It really irritates me. But I hate when people will DM me and be like, yo, I want you to check out this record. And I'm like, but my email is right Right on my profile. So I just, I wanted to piggyback on that for the listeners, you know, who are out there, definitely artists, you know, to keep that in mind. Like, make sure before you hit any type of DM or anything, make sure you you looked at their profile to see whether or not they have contact information. And most people do. Um, And just, you know, definitely follow that. Keep it professional. You know, don't keep it so casual. But since, I'm gonna kick it over to you and your thoughts. Um, we talked about a lot, so I, we kind of got off course. Yeah, we went but <laughs> in terms of like for the artists listening, you know, what is the best way for them to go about trying to break their records and get in the industry?
1: I mean, Eric pinpointed a lot of it. You um, just wanna make sure you're on the platforms. Um, and you, you know, he already gave the instructions on one way you can do that. Um, you want to take advantage of your YouTubes, your video stuff. People thought, you know, since TV stopped playing as much videos that it didn't have as much use, but actually it has Shit. more use now than ever.
0: Right.
1: That video, the video thing is big now. You want to yeah. take advantage of all your platforms because that's the game. The streaming game, that's what it has done. And then what you do is, once you, ha- you have your stuff in, on your platforms, then you go and you, 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 go and you poly with people like Error myself, other DJs in the clubs, and you build those relationships. And then you put yourself in position to where you're able to promote your stuff. So then you do your interviews, you do your podcasts, um, you, you network with DJs, you make sure your record is being played in the clubs, and you create a program for yourself. You create enough of a program for yourself, then you drive interest. And usually when somebody sees, that's how you create a buzz, be honest with you, put yourself in position to get the shows build your profile build 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 every build network with every with the necessary components um the shows that all that stuff that you're doing builds an audience you build an audience for yourself you put yourself in position to get a booking agent that's going to build you bigger shows and you put yourself in position to get a a good record deal that
2: you know you can feed your family with yeah. and 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 let's be honest i'm not going mean, to it's easier to said every, than done yeah. but i'm not going <laughs> to respond to every email because again we get them Every 12 minutes, and it's the same speech. Hey, check out my new record. Hey, this my new single. Hey, check out. And sometimes, you might have to go through that third part. It's like, I don't know you. Why would I stop my day? Again, if we, if, if, if he's on tour with managing with Lil John or he's doing a festival, or he's in Miami at, at the hottest club. If you're 11 in Miami, or if I'm on tour, I just go off tour with Usher and Chris Brown. I don't know. Mm. Cocky shit, but like... What am I going to do to... What are you going to do? Why would I... How am I going to get your attention? Right. Especially when there's a million of y'all coming daily. So how do you weed it out? Sometimes it'd be like, hey, I hit you. I didn't get a response. If I responded to every email I got, I wouldn't have a life myself. (laughs) So (laughs) you might have to... Oh, let me go on Instagram. Oh, let me look at our, it's real simple. People just don't have common sense. There's a big mutual friends option on Instagram. I'm pretty sure we know somebody in common right. who I might have a personal relationship with. Like I said, yeah, hey, I know you don't normally do this, but I need you to check this person out for me, for me. And may, that might be what it is. I've, and I've gained some good relationships that now way. Now, my
0: inbox about to blow up. Thanks a lot. Hey,
2: man. Hey.
1: <laughs> Welcome to you in the game. <laughs> you know how it goes. Yeah, you know how it goes. <laughs> it's all good. Or it could be simple, it could be,
2: we can make it a business. <laughs> you know, what's in it for both of us? Right. Like, okay, hmm, you still over there at TuneCore? I might need to put this new record out. If I put this new record out, can you get me situated over there? And then I fuck around and I help your artist out and then maybe we could figure whatever to fu- figure it out. Work like, instead it's just favor, 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 favor for a complete stranger I know absolutely nothing about. Sometimes you might have to get that middle person to come in and connect the dots where it would make sense for everybody. Yeah. It's not always about money. Yo, you could take me to dinner because I'm hungry and I like <laughs> everybody likes food. You know what I'm DJs saying? DJs love food and drink. Right, yeah, right. like yo, look,
0: just take
2: me and get some wings and be straight. <laughs> you know, it, it's so simple. Right.
0: All right, so let's backtrack a little bit and and specifically talk about your career. So mm. I know we talked earlier about like the greatest challenges that you face as as DJs, but let's talk about the greatest reward. What is the most rewarding part?
1: about being a DJ? Oh, the opportunity to do what you love, make a living off of it. I was, I've been blessed to travel around the world. I never thought I'd be in Moscow, Russia, or Morocco, <laughs> or Tokyo, um, doing my craft. Right. Um, and putting yourself in a position where you can really have an effect on people is the most gratifying. When people walk up to you, and they're like, "Yo, you're a trendsetter." Like, I listen to this, and you're like, "Wow, I really have an effect on people." It's actually motivation to yeah. to really push <clears throat> even harder. Um, that's the most gratifying yeah. to me. What about you? Bob?
2: Yeah, I think um, uh, the everything he said, being able to. Travel the world for free at that on on another. No, 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 no! Not for free. Get paid. Get paid and travel free on another person's dime. <laughs> See the world, number one. <laughs> um, but I I like having the control to change your mood however I want. Right. That's like, true. like. I remember doing a festival in South Africa, 50,000 people in the rain. That's probably the highlight of my career. Hmm. And having the power to make y'all go crazy mm. is a feeling that you can't really buy. And then it doesn't even have to be that powerful. It could be a house party with 12 people. Right. I could play nug if you buck and make you fight. <laughs> I could play some... Pretty Ricky and set you up for some, some, some sex. <laughs> I could, you know, I could get you play the Beyonce and you and your girls could be in your, you know, grown and sexy vibe. <laughs> I could put my city girls and we could period pull it up. Like, you know, I could set whatever tone I want to set and having that control over a crowd, I think is one of the best blessings.
0: What would you guys say has been the formula for your own success?
1: Believing in yourself, um, trusting your, your spirit.' I'm a very spiritual person anyway, but believing in yourself, uh, trusting what you do, and then basic, like, have conviction, man, for what it is that you're doing. I never really wanted to try to like be like nobody else. That's a piece of advice. I get anybody that's listening. Like I never wanted to do what this person was doing, doing what that person was doing. Mm-hmm. I get inspiration. <clears throat> And motivation, and I'm like, right. oh, that's how you did it. But I want to mark my own niche. Right. Like, that's
2: the, that's right there. Okay. He definitely said that. On top of that, as far as my career goes, I honestly have to say sometimes it comes with being at the right place at the right time. Definitely. Because it's not like, let me go on indeed.com and fill out this job resume to be a DJ. It doesn't really work like that. You know what I'm saying? You kind of got to. Number one, you got to be outside, Hmm. you're never going to get nothing at the house. Before I was getting constant gigs, I was just outside every day just so my face was present because out of sight, out of mind. I'm at every event, I'm at every listening session, I'm at every studio, I'm just I might not have no gigs that week, but I'm out so I look like I'm in the mix, I'm in the loop. I got my first tour job. My first person I ever went out with was Young Jock. And it was because my homeboy was like, yo, I'm about to go over to the swag team at the studio at Block ENT on the east side in Atlanta. And he was like, yeah, just come with me. I was like, all right. And then we were just at the studio. Young Jock, Gorilla Zoe, It was real just Block ENT, 2009. <laughs> uh, and then... I, nothing happened. I was just there, and then he was like, "Well, you know, I hang out. I hang out with him often. Uh, you know, a lot of times he be at different uh, events, and I just wanna, can I tag along just so I could be in the loop?" He's like, yo, I'm going back over to uh, swag team. Come on." I was like, "All right." And then it came to the point, "Oh, you the dude that be with so and so. Now you didn't got noticed. Oh, you DJ. Oh, okay, that's for up. And then next time you go over there, "Oh, yo, Air, what up? Oh, shit. Now you know my name. Now it comes to the point where." Hey, what you doing next week? My DJ sick. I need you to, uh, we got a show in Alabama. You trying to come? And it's like, well, shit, all right. I ain't got nothing else. Shit, I'm sure. And then you go to Alabama and you fucking kill it. And it's like, oh, that was tight. Hey, what you doing next week? We got to go here. Well, and then shit, what you doing next month? And now you got a three-month calendar and now you're Jock's tour DJ. And that's how I started. Being at the studio randomly... And he was like, what you doing tomorrow? <laughs> oh, and being available, that's another thing. Because as a tour DJ, at least in my world, you have to be willing to drop your schedule like that. Um, the very first tour I went on, I uh, was DJing for August South Cena. And the, t- the tour was Pusha T and 2 Chains. And I remember they called me the night before in the middle of the night, like 4 a.m. in the morning. They were like, yo, we need an answer right now. Can you go? Flight leaves at 11 a.m. I had like seven hours. i go, you're for two weeks. <laughs> we're leaving tomorrow. What's up? I was like, "Uh, oh, <laughs> shit. All right. Figure it out later. Just say yes in that moment. Figure out what you got to figure out later. As soon as they got off that tour, okay, we're going on another tour. Uh... We leave in two days, like shit, I just got out the first tour, I got to go home I'm packed, fuck, fuck that, figure it out later, go to Walmart, <laughs> get the double pack of drawers and socks and do laundry on the road. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so being available and being in the right place at the right time for sure cool
0: so when thinking about some of the best shows you guys have participated in with top level artists, what were the key elements that made those shows successful?
1: good chemistry. Um be prepared. That's a one thing I can tell you about this when I'm going on the road with John. He is super A-list professional. <laughs> I mean,
2: you don't fuck around.
1: <laughs> you better be on your A game. Uh, I learned a lot. Um and I I was his tour manager and I DJ'd his live performances. Um you want to be very prepared like yeah it's it's fun, but then you if you treat it like your profession and it's definitely a job, then that's what you want to do. You want to treat it like your profession, your job be on your A-list game. Um, was that the answer to the question?
0: Well, I well you kind of answered it with chemistry, and then you branched oh, off. Oh yeah,
1: what well, <laughs> wait, 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 was it? Yeah, I did branch off. So
0: I was I asked you know when thinking about some of the best shows that you've participated in, what were right. the key elements that made those shows successful?
1: Right, mm. chemistry, be prepared, be on your A game, um, and lose yourself like Eminem, but don't be don't do none stupid, but lose yourself like lose all fear because. You'll bring out the best in yourself, and when you bring out the best in yourself, that's when you get a response, and that's when you get a reaction, yeah. and you get an opportunity. Uh, don't hold nothing back, but be, but pre- preparation loses that fear, you know. There you go.
2: So yeah, to piggyback on what he just said, because I I'm lose control in the moment all day, but I'm prepared enough to do that because my shit is already locked in, so when the moment is there, it's autopilot, so that allows me to go crazy because I'm not thinking about work no more because work is, we locked in already. Now I can cherish in like, holy shit, I'm doing Madison Square Garden sold out with August and Usher, or oh shit, I just did a sold out Staples Center with Maxwell like and Marsha Ambrosius, or oh shit. I just did a sold-out arena Chris Brown tour with Aug. Like, that shit is not, not everybody can say they did Madison Square Garden and Staples Center sold out. Like, that's a thing. That's like a, (laughs) so, you know, to cherish those moments, that would be my thing. But you wouldn't get there without preparation, so, yeah.
0: So, I know you guys dropped a lot of gems for both aspiring artists and aspiring DJs, but I want to get back to just having you guys kind of give maybe some of your top pieces of advice, uh, starting with aspiring DJs and then also aspiring artists on how they can succeed in the music business. Like, what would be the maybe the top three pieces of advice you'd give to first aspiring DJs and then aspiring artists?
1: Aspiring DJs, be prepared. Know your history. <laughs> we talked about that. <laughs> um, be open minded about your brand. Um, like, error and myself were involved where the game was changing. If we didn't evolve, we would. We could have. You could You'd fall off. You'd be stuck. You know, that. I. I. You could be stuck. Like, and you have to be mindful of that. That's something that I always wanted to just take notice, was always be abreast of what's going on. Be in tune. If you put yourself out the loop, then you can put yourself in a situation where you're going to have some hard times. Um, so I say preparation. Um, what was the other ones I said? Uh, preparation. <laughs> know your history. Know your history. And um, be in tune. Like how he said, he's always out and about. You you you're an entertainer, you have to you have to live an entertainer's life. Unfortunately, yeah, you know. And it's funny because me and Eric actually are homebodies, <laughs> but because right. of the career side of it, you have to mm-hmm. put yourself in position
2: to be because that's how the game moves. Right. Because I might not text you and I might see you out. I'm like, oh shit, I was just about to call you. Hey, what you doing? I got this. And then boom, you gotta play. Right. But you would not have never had that if I didn't run into you out. Sometimes people forget to text or I might not check my email and then I miss it. Yeah. Um, oh, it's my turn? Uh, the, yeah, the we'll three, come
0: back to the artist advice. Uh, the Start three with DJs' you. advice? <laughs>
2: oh, that's easy. Respect the art. <laughs> know your value. And the third one... Mm, be prepared to take... A L. Ain't Be no way around no L.
0: Elaborate on that part. Be prepared. If you're to take
2: not that. willing to go broke, then don't do it. Mm. Mm. That's deep. Because I made this post not too, uh, not a while. I might back. bite you and post it today. I'm gonna give you the credit. Yeah. <laughs> 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 because every successful DJ, from my homies across the world, have all been homeless. Didn't have no hot water, nigga. Didn't have a car. Had to watch to school laid on rent. Would, everybody's had one of those. I remember he told me he didn't. Remember with the hot water and he had to put the hot water on the stove to get the hot water to take the oh, shower. Oh, in a position where I ain't even had no light. Right, you know what I'm saying? I've been homeless, a couple evictions, crash too. hopping, You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Slept in the car, like. V- real. Yeah, if you ain't <laughs> had one of them stories, you. That ain't for you. Unfortunately, you have to have a struggle story to have a successful story in this world. You can't just get out of college with your nice fancy degree and then go to recruiting HR and get a fancy job at entry level and build up the ladder. It doesn't work like that here. So.
0: Now for aspiring artists, what advice do you guys have?
1: make sure your your music is tight um your work ethic has to be A list and i mean it's are we saying three things three yeah just three work ethic your um and that includes make sure your music is mixed mastered platforms all of that um make sure your networking and social skills are on point. All the artists that I've been, I've that I've that have encountered that have been very successful, successful, they have a they're very they have it's a couple introverts, but they know how to, <laughs> they'll know their weaknesses and they'll take advantage of it in a different way. You know? Like, like Lil' Uzi is an artist that he didn't go out a lot, but he was always on Twitter all the time. You see what I'm saying? So it was like, so he interacted with his fans a lot on Twitter. So it was, if you're an introvert and you shy, there's other ways of doing stuff. Thirdly, I say, what I say? Work ethic, networking, and social skills. Persi- thirdly, consistency, persistency. Number one. Number one, because it ain't going to happen <laughs> overnight. Anybody seen like an overnight success, that's not true. Uh-uh. Especially in coming out of hip hop.
2: <laughs> Just do the math. It's 2020 now. I know I started in 2005. <laughs> <laughs> he started before me.
1: I feel like I'm just really getting started. Yeah, the like th- these are
2: 15, <laughs> 20 plus years of grind. So, like, don't think that shit just came yesterday. Like, no. Um, As far as my three to the artist, um, number one, don't. Present yourself until your shit is properly presentable. That being digital platforms, having your shit on all those platforms. Your music video tying simultaneously via YouTube and Vivo with your record being distributed. You're, you're interactive on all your social media platforms. You You, um, shit, I had a good one and I forgot it. But yeah, your shit is out there properly. Um, two, don't always go to your homeboys for for feedback, because a lot of your homeboys ain't going to keep it a buck with you. That's a great you. one. That's, <laughs> re- that's a good one. You need to get away from your hood and really get an opinion, because if you sit here and just pay for the your niggas you came up with forever, you'll never get the true answer. And they could gas you, like, oh, that shit tight, and you think you're the man, and really that shit's ass. <laughs> And quite frankly, you know what I'm saying, your crew might not have that connection you need. If you stay in your one, two, three, four, five man crew, you might not meet that techniques, you know what I'm saying? Or you might not meet the Joe AI Joey I. E. and the Callies and the and the the, the the LA Reeds and, you know, whoever the fuck, but Uh, Don't just stick to your crew for feedback. And then the third one, I don't know, have good music, which is very not often today, I guess. (laughs) I don't know. Because if you had good music, the shit would be simple. (laughs) Oh, this shit's fire, I'm about to run it. It it, it could be that easy, it's like a no brainer. And then it's those other records, it's like, I don't know man, that shit kind of whack and then you got to go back, and then, all right, maybe, and then you go back, and then you go back, and then it's like, okay, I'm fucking with it now, and now I'm in it. But if you just had a banger from the jump, then we don't have nothing to worry about.
0: Cool. All right, fellas, well, last question. What's next for each of you?
1: Man, I got a lot of things going on. <laughs> I feel very blessed. This is a perfect day to come to this podcast. Appreciate <laughs> appreciative for the invite. And it's funny that you got this guy here. (laughs) That's hilarious. (laughs) Um, I got some new records that I'm about to drop I'm excited about. Um, I'm doing that EP. I got an EP coming. Um, Got some big things on the table with that. Um, I'm in a couple conversations right now. Um, Actually, uh, distribution-wise, so I'm a little excited excited about that. Um, I'm working on some TV stuff. That I'm excited about. Can't get into too much detail about that. Um, the TV stuff, the records. What else am I doing?
2: Every goddamn thing, <laughs> the shows. Um, that's about it. Okay. I actually can't talk about my stuff. It's kind of I tough. wish like you could. You just
0: give me a. It's
2: top a, secret, and I'm not trying to jinx myself. Is my it show. is it
0: a music thing or a film it's thing? A,
2: every, no, 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 It's music related. Okay. But I don't want to jinx myself or get into it and speak. Um, mm, just okay. Hit me. Uh, follow me on Instagram <laughs> at GoDJera. Hit me on the whatever GoDJEra.com, dot and stay tuned. That way, I'm speaking it's, everything it, in existence. It's, yeah, I don't want. I don't want I, I, I to bite my. Uh, I don't wanna, Understand. No, it's My gonna happen, brother. Yeah. I'll speak it for you. Man, but I ain't gonna speak what it is though. <laughs> Got you.
0: So but and then, coming. Era, you gave out your IG. How can folks follow you? since?
1: Trendsetter Sense IG DJ Sense Twitter uh, Trendsetter Sense Facebook. What else is there?
2: Those are the main ones. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. Oh, but, that's another thing for the artist. Just mm-hmm. keep it, keep it easy. Right. Instagram. Go to the era. Twitter. Go do the era. Go DJera.com. Go to right. at Gmail.com. Just right. th- Well, I had to put Trendsetter see. Sense on well, Instagram. Yeah, but you know, it'd be like, well, the real so-and-so here and Well no, cause sometimes people like some why? like when Make I tried to get profile. I tried to get DJ
1: Sense on Instagram when I was DJ oh, Sense ha- and somebody already got it. Oh, so what That's okay. why I
2: did Trendsetter Sense. So what about the artists that got completely different shit? Like Like Champagne Poppy, who what? has millions and millions <laughs> of followers. <laughs> what? You talking about Drake. Oh yeah, but he can do that. Okay. He, he's Drake. I'm Drake is saying, there now. Right, just, yeah, he's there. He's
0: saying before yeah. you get yeah, there, before you're Drake, you're gonna be
2: at Drake on all platforms, and then you can go back and you know, change. Somebody his probably shit. went and got his shit before he could do it. That's probably what happened.
0: True. All right. But when
2: you get there, then you can be <laughs> Drake Champagne.
0: <laughs> well, Era and Sense, great to have you with us. Thank you for joining. This was great. Thank, Thank you. you guys. Thank no, you for I really appreciate me. it. Uh, to our listeners, that's a wrap. Please don't forget forget to subscribe to Music Made Me, rate us on iTunes and follow us on social media at TuneCore.
1: Nice. Boom.